Hey everybody, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another episode of the show. This week's show is special because it's a micro show and it is designed with a very specific intent. It is the intent that I am so tired of and it's something that has um, reared its head for me of late. It's relevant to the pandemic, but I think it stands true for any time and it will not disappoint. So listen up for just a second because I want something from you. I want you to stop glamorizing being busy. You know what's busy? A hamster on a wheel is busy. And where did that ever get him, right? Of course, at different times in my career, I have had very grand ambitions. And when those ambitions were realized, they correlated with something very specific. And what it correlated with is my resolution to stop doing whatever came up, whatever shiny little object came before me and created some sort of sense of activity that I was actually doing something. It's almost like a false aura of productivity and of glamour. And instead, when I've had the most success, when I've created the best results, the best outcomes, and coincidentally or not, the most fulfillment was when I focused on being effective rather than busy. Now that shift in my mentality, how I spent my time and my energy, the limited, precious resource we have called time, that shift made all of the difference. And I was still living a super full life, to be crystal clear, but it just it eliminated the chaos. It eliminated the rush. I was just on the phone with a friend who is one of the, the top entrepreneurs of our time. And I won't share his name because he didn't give me permission. He is incredibly successful. He's a billionaire and he's changed so many things in our culture that you would know and touch. And he's like, you know what? I can get so much done if I'm just slow and steady and working on the right things. And that's what this is about. And best of all, when I found that I did this stuff, I found that being focused was actually more fun. I, I literally had more fun and found it more rewarding. When I spent my time thoughtfully, I got better results even faster than I'd anticipated. Every week, I remember when I first started doing this, every week I saw a, a better photograph emerge in my portfolio. I saw a new business gig come up or in developing Creative Live, we had a breakthrough with how to reach new people or do a new innovative class. It was all this time where I wasn't busy. I was on point, I was effective. Now, since then, as I mentioned with my friend who will remain nameless, I found that the most badass people I know, the ones who are the best in the world at their craft, they are rarely busy in the way that we've been taught to think of being busy. Busy is a disease. It's a terminal disease. It destroys the time that we have that is so precious, right? And being effective is about using every minute thoughtfully and mindfully as you make something, as you make, even if it's steady progress towards your dream, if you don't make a thing. The biggest surprise to me has been that these people, these creators who are very deliberate and very planned in the way that they work, they're also incredibly joyful and playful while they work. 
planning and play are not opposites. They actually complement each other beautifully. So here's my message to you. It's time to make a change. Stop telling yourself everything has to be so hard. Now, we know that pain in life isn't optional, but I promise you that suffering is. Suffering is all about your attitude toward the pain, the story you tell yourself when things get difficult. By creating systems to manage my time and energy, I began to see progress. And that is available to you right now. That progress, that progress that I'm talking about, that's what helped me understand that all my goals were achievable without sacrificing myself at the altar of my creativity. I finally discarded that toxic belief that pursuing my ambitions had to be some epic do or die struggle. By dropping the busy label, refusing to use the word and let it program my thinking, I actually became so much more effective at getting what I wanted out of life. You know what's fun? Pursuing your true calling in life. That's what's fun. So I had to do a few things. I had to learn to prioritize. Now, President uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower often said that what is important is rarely urgent and what is urgent is rarely important. And you may know what I'm sort of heading into talking about right now, and that is the author Stephen Covey, the renowned business author, actually turned that phrase, that Eisenhower phrase, into a powerful matrix. And if you care, I have this matrix printed on page 131 of the hardback of my book, Creative Calling, because I think it's so powerful. Now I embellished it a little bit. I, I, I modified it to suit my own needs here. But in short... There are four, it's like a two by two chart, right? It's like a square divided into four squares. On the top tan on the top uh, axis is urgent and not urgent, you know, labeling it one of the boxes. And on the left side is important and not important. So if you sort of cross-reference those two things, in the upper left, where important and urgent meet. You got to do that stuff right now, right? Important and urgent, do it now. Well, what about not important, but urgent? This is toxicity right here. This is this quadrant, the lower left quadrant, urgent, but not important. I think it's, it's uh, tragic that we get sucked into that. This is just the shiny thing that comes up, not important, but it's right in front of us. This is what your email is as an example. Even worse is the lower right-hand little uh, quadrant where not important and not urgent sit. Something's not important and it's not urgent. What do you do with those things in your life? There's no need for them. (laughs) Eliminate them, right? Not urgent, not important. Why would you do them? That leaves one quadrant left, which is the best. This is where all of the best stuff in life exists. And that is in the upper right. The, the crossing between important and not urgent. These are your big life dreams. This is where the best stuff in life is. These are the things that, gosh, you could do them tomorrow, but what if you didn't? What if you stopped putting those things off and you did a little bit of work every day toward them? This is writing your novel. This is changing your career. This is pursuing your dreams. Important, but not urgent. 
Now, these four rectangles, and again, I really want you to check out page 131 in Creative Calling. These four rectangles can change your life. I seriously wish someone had shown me this diagram a decade ago. Of course, you need to tackle important, urgent tasks right away, but it's essential to carve out time for the important, not urgent activities in your life. Otherwise, all of your time will be occupied with unimportant tasks, and that will not lead you to a happy, successful, connected, heartfelt, earnest, and fulfilled life. Take this advice, please. Ignore it at your peril. Remember, being busy is not uh, a good thing. Being busy can be a disease. And remember that busyness is a choice. My friend Debbie Millman reminded me of that in our conversation. Busyness is a choice. So the next time you find yourself on a hamster wheel, ask yourself, am I doing urgent but not important work? Am I doing not urgent, not important work? And what can I do to carve out time for important, non-urgent things? All right. Report back. Let me know how it goes. Uh, I want you to know I'm thinking about you, and I hope you have a fantastic uh, next 48 hours until I'm in your ears again, maybe even tomorrow. What do you know? Um, but again, let me know if you like this this episode uh, by tagging me in any of the various platforms at me. I want you to know that I'm in your corner, and I believe in you. You can do this. All right. I bid you adieu. Until next time, signing off. Hey, that was an awesome episode. But before you bounce, just I got three quick thoughts. First, thank you for being in this community. It gives me so much juice. I can't even tell you so much juice that when I hit publish and this show goes out into the ether, that there's an amazing community of like-minded people just like you consuming and sharing the show. So thank you. Second, it would be huge. It would mean the world to me if you left a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Now, we're regularly featured at the top slot there on Apple Podcast page and others in Spotify, etc. And that's because of your reviews. So if you've ever wanted to uh, lend a hand or you got some value from me in the past and you want to pay it forward, that would be amazing. And then lastly, it would also mean the world to me if you shared the content that you get here whether it's a screenshot or a photo of where you're listening, anything via Instagram stories um, or any other social feeds, tagging me and the guests. Now, I repost this content and your comments all the time, so I would love to share your shoutouts in my feed too. Um, not only do these shoutouts, uh, are, are they good for you and me, but they also help us book amazing guests because they see the reach that you cultivate. This is a way for you to help contribute to the show. So again, I want to say thanks. I'm just at Chase Jarvis. You can use at Creative Live as well. And the guests are easy to track down because they are, well, they're usually quite well-known people. Um, but again, thank you so much for listening. I'm looking forward to being in your ears again, hopefully tomorrow.